This is Ozarks at Large. Arkansas lawmakers today are beginning the process of redrawing the state's four U.S. congressional districts. Daniel Breen with our partner station KUAR in Little Rock spoke with Heather Yates, associate professor of American politics at the University of Central Arkansas in Conway, about what to expect from this year's redistricting session. Redistricting is the process that states undergo every 10 years to literally redraw the geographic electoral boundaries of the state's congressional districts and on a state level, it's state senate and state house districts. And the reason why the states do this is because they are commanded by Article One of the U.S. Constitution um, to take a count of the population. So every 10 years, we take the census, and then the state legislature uses that census data then to reapportion um, the congressional districts to make sure that every person in the United States, living in the United States, has representation in the House of Representatives. I know that legislators are, are coming back to the Capitol and they'll be proposing new maps and, and I assume voting on them, but I guess when, what is the process from, from soup to nuts, I guess, until we have an, an actual new map? In the state of Arkansas, we have a legislature-dominant process. So that means that the legislature is charged with conducting the business of receiving the census data. There's a really complicated uh, algorithm or calculation, rather, that the federal government undertakes to tell the states how many residents should be residing in the congressional districts to account for population adjustments. And the U.S. Census data reveals that Arkansas has had almost 3% population growth, 2.9% population growth to be exact. And where we have seen the population consolidation in the state of Arkansas is in Northwest Arkansas, is around Fort Smith, is most definitely around the Little Rock area and um, the Jonesboro area. We've also seen population shift from the southern part of the state um, northward um, in terms of population density. Then it gets political because there's a strategy of redrawing those physical electoral boundaries, right? Um, We know that the party in control or power in the state legislature will redraw those electoral boundaries to protect its political and incumbent advantage. Where the battle is really shaping up, and it's being characterized by the classic fissures between this urban and rural regions. And so what Republicans are doing is they're proposing adjustments to the 2010 map that rope in or extend Two particular congressional districts, the third and the second, extend those boundaries out into more rural counties and are trying to um, propose boundaries that split um, particular counties like Pulaski is the battleground county. Um, Sebastian is a battleground county because why they, they host the more densely populated areas. And so what Republicans are proposing is to rope in some of those more rural counties because why rural areas in the region of Arkansas and outside of Arkansas favor Republican representation. They're very traditionalistic. Democrats fear that the Republican legislature are trying to dilute the urban concentration because they lean Democratic, more densely populated areas favor Democrats. And so that's what the debate we're seeing shape up is is classically defined by the urban rule differentiation. It's interesting to see the the maps proposed by Democrats all seem to have somewhat the same uh, tactic, I guess you can call it. They kind of include Pulaski County and then extend a big district on out to like the Arkansas Delta and Pine Bluff. Mm -hmm. 
the maps that are likely to get approval, it's going to come down to critical mass, right? Because the Republicans are in control of this this process. They have a supermajority in the legislature, and the process is a legislature-dominant um, endeavor. And so, of course, yes, the Democrats are, are counter-offering the Republican proposals by putting forth proposals that include more um, voters that favor Democratic candidates. The Democrats want congressional districts for the next 10 years in which there can be a competitive Democratic candidate. If the districts are drawn in a way that it locks out competition, then it's going to be really hard for the Democratic Party in, on the ground in Arkansas to really engage and grow party building activities, which is why the Democratic senators and the Democratic representatives in the House are putting forth those proposals. A lot of people probably are listening to this or probably have heard the term gerrymandering as mm -hmm. maybe sort of it, it, that's kind of turned into a shorthand of, of what we're describing now. But what, what, what is the difference between gerrymandering and what we're describing now and, and sort of what guardrails exist that are going to keep the, the lawmakers in line and prevent them from actually doing that? The most guidance that states received on the process of redrawing congressional districts came from the Voting Rights Act of 1965. The VRA Act of 1965 outlines pretty much like four distinct um, points of the guidelines, right? One, that the district must be compact and contiguous. So those are two different pieces of guidance that the boundary must be one continu continuous line and the district must be geographically compact. Um, then the next two points of guidance is that the states cannot deliberately um, divide a community of interest. And that's a lot of language that we're seeing coming out of the Republicans right now, um, is that they are focused, or they are presenting the argument that the rural areas of Arkansas are communities of interest, farmers. Um, the Democrats are going to argue um, the, the counterpoint that the uh, communities of interest reside for them in you know, these populated areas, these densely populated areas in the Delta. And lastly, states cannot be motivated on the notion of um, either com concentrating or diluting racial communities. Um, and so that's what we call creating a majority-minority district, right? A majority district of marginalized minority voters. And that's ultimately really how the Supreme Court has boiled down the guidance with those four points. The legal process is called reapportionment, where we just redistribute the boundaries to accommodate for population growth. To do so with the politicized or the political goal in mind of protecting the party in power's electoral advantage, that's where we get into gerrymandering. And that's also what produces some really oddly shaped districts across the nation. Well, the question I have on my piece of paper is, is there such a thing as a perfect map? Um, I don't know how you'd want to um, <laughs> tackle that, but it seems like, you know, in politics, like many things, there there's more of a compromise, like there's not ever really a solution that no one party is or no two parties are very happy about. There's there's sort of give and take. There's a few other states um, out there that basically outsource reapportionment to a third party nonpartisan firm that um, employs redistricting software. Basically, they input the population data and then the software proposes the actual physical boundaries. And Iowa is probably the closest thing to finding a near equitable electoral map for its congressional districts. And it's because they actually take it out of the hands of the legislature. Heather Yates 
is an associate professor of American politics at the University of Central Arkansas in Conway. She spoke with Daniel Breen from our partner station KUAR in Little Rock. On tomorrow's Ozarks at Large, I'll speak with Roby Brock from our partner Talk Business and Politics about the results we're seeing from the Talk Business and Politics Hendricks College poll regarding approval ratings for the Arkansas legislature, the United States Supreme Court, and more. That conversation on tomorrow's show at noon and 7, and anytime you'd like if you ask your smart speaker to please play Ozarks at Large.